imagine what I was saying. I'm so happy. (laughs) (laughs) My body's not a prison. It's great. Jesus Christ. On that note, let's start the episode. Click. Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remembered that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to that. I've been meaning to listen to that. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Come over and talk about it. This is not good. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. We have to start. Where do we go from here? Sure. Start over. No, it's like this is live. This is going out. Like, oh, we're, we're doing what, a Twitch what thing intro now. Is this, where you just ignore what Stanley is telling you and then <laughs> go back to trying your other bit that failed. <laughs> failed? What are you talking <laughs> I think. I think uh, past with flying colors is more like it. Yeah. Um, past with flying colors is me after I have Chipotle. <laughs> uh, so, <hey>. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one talking about bits that failed. But welcome to the show. <laughs> like, right. Bits that failed also me after Chipotle. <laughs> Yeah, it's like <laughs> failed to stay together. <laughs> like, so so we're running up this hill. Eh? This is the hill we're up, run up on. It's good. It's yeah, good. this is the this is the hill I'm running up on and dying on. So, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show. Welcome. To I've been mean to listen to that the podcast where we go through albums we've been mean to listen to and use as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. I'm Andrew Ambrose Lee. I'm Michael Lamentado. Oh, I'm I'm Harper Thompson. And I'm Stanley in my bedroom, Philippe. We got two great guests here today. Uh, the guests, like team members, friends, uh, loved ones, all that and such. I thought he was going to say lovers, and I got really nervous. Lovers. <laughs> Talk about, tell me your I, I am doinking Stanley and not telling <laughs> Yeah, hence, hence the bedroom. Yeah. It's really unfortunate we still haven't managed to couple mm. together an HR department. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunate. <laughs> Season seven. <laughs> that but we got some great guests here today. Some great guests, team workers, all that stuff. Uh, she's been a member of the the show since a uh, few years, and she's edited episodes. She's guested on them. She's a lovely addition to the show. Like she like. Adds a new level of joie de vivre to okay, the experience. Okay, all right, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> you, you can move. That, that's more than enough. We can move yeah, okay, right okay. along. Get to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Stephanie Senior is here, and Sean Wilkinson is here. Also, like the guy who used to host this show. That's good enough in an intro. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Well, well, well. Looks like the tables have turned. You know, now you're in the hot seat, bitch. That's pretty interesting. Baby, wow. I've always been in the hot seat. So. <laughs> oh, oh. Anyways, we're here to talk about Kate Bush, uh, Hounds of Love. So, um, yeah, that's the album we're here to talk about. This is Stephanie's Choice. Uh, it's really, really exciting. Um, Stephanie, what made you want to talk about this album like why was this one of your options that you put out there it's an album i uh, really like Uh, not the least of which i think i've been asking to do this for probably a year now (laughs) so we finally did it um i i like kate bush a lot i think she's very weird 
Um, one of the ter- like accidentally, one of the styles of music I really like is like it, like ethereal female singers. So I would lump like Florence and the Machine in that category, and like Maggie Rogers, and like kind of anybody who has that sort of. I maybe I'm lost in a forest sound, you know? Yes. Um, yes. But this one I like, I mean, it's hard to say which one of Kate Bush's albums is truly the best because they're all so different, but I, I, I like, I, I, I just like this one a lot. I like the journey that it goes on. I like the story that she tells. I like how uh, narrative it is. And I like the, uh, the, the things that she plays with. So I, don't, I just like Kate Bush. I think she's weird and I don't think anybody quite does what Kate Bush does. And here we are. And I, I also just want to, no, I just also want to, I just also want to say I didn't pick this because of Stranger Things. I haven't watched Stranger Things since season one. I liked Kate Bush before Stranger Things came out. So I just want to say that. Okay, Taika Waititi. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely married to Rita Ora, but kind of secretly. Yeah. If I was married to Rita Ora, it wouldn't be a secret. Yeah. <laughs> no, I wouldn't tell everyone about it. I would tell everyone about it. She's got slim pins that every magazine writes about. Yeah, so no, okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like, uh, never mind, never mind, never mind. What but, is? No, it's it's not worth it. Cut it all out. <laughs> sorry, I know about Rita Ora's tabloid coverage, guys. Get on it. I love her slim pins. Yeah, like let's let's talk a little bit about like preconceived notions of, on Kate Bush, if there are any. Um, Michael, do you have any preconceived notions on Kate Bush at all? No, I know the hits. Um, I obviously knew Running Up the Hill. I knew Cloud Busting. I know Babushka. I don't think I know any other Kate Bush songs. I think those are my... Oh, I know Wuthering Heights also, but I don't like Wuthering Heights very much. She kind of explores a lot of different sounds. She's very like... She's like the poor man's Bjork kind of to me, where it's like (laughs) if you want to start dabbling in some experimental sound, but you want like an easy ramp up into it, like you use Kate Bush. Like you... Running up that hill, I obviously knew from, I mean, Stranger Things, impossible not to talk about it, but I did know it from before because I actually, the first version of the song that I heard was by Placebo. I, I knew that cover first before I knew I heard the Kate Bush original. And um, so I, yeah, big fan of the Placebo cover. Um, I also, uh, Jonathan, my boyfriend, he is obsessed with Wuthering Heights. He plays that song all the time. So I do get a lot of that song. Um, and what are your thoughts of the song? It's great. It's great. I don't know if I, I need to listen to it as much as he does uh, <laughs> to survive. Um, but uh, no, but I, I think it's a fun song. Um, yeah. And then other than that, I just really didn't know a lot about Kate Bush, except for that she was like big in the UK in the 80s. Um, I did watch a documentary last night about her, a BBC Same. documentary. Yeah. Uh, so now I know more about her. But um, yeah, highly recommend. It's on YouTube. That's usually what happens when you like watch documentaries. You learn about the subject. I think yeah. that's really interesting. So, uh, Stanley, what about you? Always What's true. Your... It's not always true. <laughs> oh, <that's good. laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I'm happy to, to say I didn't know anything about Kate Bush before... Stranger Things, and I was like, "Wow, what's this cool bop? Like, it's a new track from 2022. <laughs> I love artist. it." And then I was like, "I'm like my 80s playlist." Kate Bush showed up. I'm like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> so, so I knew nothing about Kate, and now I know a little bit more. I didn't watch the documentary yet. I will watch it at some point, and I have a couple of thoughts. But I'm I'm happy to listen a little bit more on this episode. So, if you want to tell me your secrets, uh, I'm I'm here to hear. Mm. You're ready to you're, listen. You're, you're here to step back and like listen yeah. for a change. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And now we get don't, to don't, Shaw. Don't hide no. it under Kate Bush. Oh, no. I'm going to let it shine. <laughs> uh, I first, mm. I think. <laughs> <laughs> that one makes you think. Um, I think I first, I actually, uh, running up that hill was on pose. I think like a few years before uh, Stranger Things. And so I remember hearing it on there. And I think that was the first time I heard Kate Bush. So I knew that. And kind of like similar to Stephanie, like I knew she was kind of like just a weird like pop star. Um, And so I kind of like I listened to Wuthering Heights and kind of just clung on to that and how theatrical she is and just like so many different like blending of genres and stuff. And it's just really eclectic and weird. And she seems like kind of a, recluse like not a recluse i don't know like i think she only played live in like 79 and then 2014 or something like that um which is wild to me but yeah i don't know so there's like not i don't know a ton about her per se like i really only know the music i don't know like her public persona anything like that i don't think she has much of one she yeah yeah like kind of i was yeah i was looking at like shot a yeah like she's been worried you know she's been working since like the 70s she's had like a 50 yeah. almost a 50 year career and she's only put out 10 albums you know what i mean yeah. which is a lot but over that course of like it just takes her so long to put them out that like mm-hmm. it does contribute to that feeling of like she's a little bit of a hermit maybe like yeah yeah <laughs> because i watched that documentary and she doesn't talk in it it's like they're talking about her as if like it kind of sounds like they're talking about her as if she died but she's like, like so like kind of like how they talk about like guild like the gilda radner documentary where it's like uh oh man this prototypical um genius who just like influenced yeah. so many people uh it's it, it's like um and just like the breadth of how many people she inspired like in that documentary yeah. there's saint vincent there's big boy there's Neil Gaiman, uh, uh, what's his like uh, Steve Coogan, Steve Coogan, yeah, David Gilmour, like really like a really eclectic group of inspirations, and um, but yeah, like and you when you watch like videos of her, like there's like this grainy dreamlike feel to it, so it doesn't. Just like all her she almost like she almost seems like a fictional character, like yeah. you know, like you don't really hear her, like tweet or anything or yeah. like like with frank ocean he's a recluse too but i could kind of imagine what he's up to like oh he's probably into fashion he's probably making like fifteen hundred dollar cock rings and stuff <laughs> you <guess>. um, but <laughs> yeah like just conjecture but like, but like he's a modern guy i could like kind of imagine him in a modern context but with kate bush she's like uh, I kind of imagine her that that she lives in that castle that like yeah right. no literally yeah. <laughs> like, like surrounded yes. by sheep and you know like, that yeah. you know that Twitter joke of like this person knows what an iPhone looks like like they yeah. can't be, <laughs> like, they can't be in like an old mo- old timey movie Kate Bush is like the opposite like I can't mm-hmm. imagine she does know what an iPhone looks yeah, like right. you know what I mean Have you guys seen the like Midwest? photo of like the gas stations and mcdonald's and stuff and it's <laughs> no. like yeah this photo would kill a european or something like that <laughs> <laughs> like a victorian child yeah, yeah. yeah just try explaining the midwest to your yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah so my preconceived notion is like uh, my friend 11 showed me um <laughs> like, the fuck up. They told me about how the earth is flat and you should meet her cool friend hey sean right? did you miss us like a ton <laughs> yeah 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 
That's why I'm on my phone I'm right being now. silenced. <laughs> <laughs> like on a podcast that's going out. That was a good one. Uh, that was a good one. Yeah. I like it. I, am, am I having a stroke right now? <laughs> Do I smell toast? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I kind of, I knew, I really only mainly knew uh, running up that hill. I deal with God. I really only knew that song. Uh, I didn't really know Hounds of Love. I didn't really know Babushka. Mm-hmm. I got like I familiarized myself after this, after the uh, a- and even running up that hill, I kind of didn't know what it was about. I really, I, it just was sound to me. It was just like running up that hill, God, and I was like, oh, interesting. Interesting configuration of words that I didn't like register or read. You yeah. know, it's 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 like um, it's like of course those words are how it is, but I kind of like Beyonce's to the left. I didn't put together what it was about. Like it was just like a thing that was in my memory, like chamber, but I didn't really like. So another reason, like the other, like some of these albums we cover on the show. I have listened to, but I have not delved into. So that's like, that's part of the reason. So yeah, that's really it. That's really all I knew about her. So yeah, let's, are there any like precons and are there any like historical context things that we should get into before we talk about themes like Harper, you and I watched the documentary. Um, Did what, what, what were your impressions like watching that documentary? Like what kind of struck you? Yeah, I think just like, how many people were so deeply inspired by her like weird art basically you know and also that like it was so um that i i I feel call them stranger things so true just let people (laughs) talk for one second (laughs) michael's gonna quit on this episode michael's gonna quit halfway through this episode Um, oh yeah. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting was how much of it was about like dance, um, and movement because, you know, there are a lot of songs on this album, um, not to jump ahead, but that like, you could like kind of feel the movement in them and like the choices in the music. And so it made a lot of sense that she had spent all of that time learning dance. Like it was like specifically modern. Um, and so they talk a lot about how that's different than like other kind of dance music or like dancing that pop stars were, or pop or rock people were doing at the time. Um, and I thought that was pretty cool. So I, I don't know. I don't know if she like went to school or did any training, like all her dancing seem like there is like a balletic element to it, but it seems like kind of like a gangly theater. There's also like a gangly <laughs> theater kid energy to it yeah. also. That's and like how unconventionally yeah. she moves yeah. How um how unconventional of a pop star she she's kind of an anti pop star in a lot mm-hmm. of ways like running up the hill is like the most poppy song like I guess Hounds of Love too but like it's kind of like that one has a chorus that has like a recognizable melody mm-hmm. and stuff where like the second half of that album is like super sound designed and whatnot um yeah it's it's very theater kid energy so yeah seventy what what speaking of which like what Speaking of theater kids, <laughs> yeah, York, like you big fucking nerd. <laughs> but yeah, but speaking of which, like what what was it? What is it about her that like really spoke to you? That like what is it about the ethereal, uh, feminine like pop star, like baroque pop star that really connects with you, Stephanie? 
Um, I don't know. I think it's like one, it's such a departure from like music that I listened to when I was a teenager. Like we've, you, we, we've covered one of my, uh, seminal growing up albums on this, on this show. Um, and it's like, it just was such a, it was, there was a period in my life where I was really, really unhappy. And then I started to get older and I was like, I don't like being unhappy anymore. Um, and I'm not in a situation where I'm like constantly unsafe. So now I can sort of be more joyful. And so like, I started to embrace pop music in that sphere of like, just wanting to like, experience things that were very joyful um but i i just really like but then i kind of got bored with like just regular top 40 pop music um because there was a period of time where like the same three songwriters were writing everybody's music and it all sucked (laughs) um and i will go to the mat on this one 2012 to now yeah you could 2005 to now like (laughs) yeah (laughs) let me look at who wrote Um, this song jack antonoff oh wow So anyway, I, so I like how sort of like big it is. I do like how theatrical it is. Um, Kate Bush in particular, I like how sort of evocative it is. Like it's, it's like, you know, you can turn on this, you can put on Hounds of Love and like clean your house and like just be in, you can like be in a fantasy world somewhere else. You know what I mean? Like it just, it's like almost, um, it's almost immersive. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, like she's a pop star. Like I would love, I would, I want to see like the, the musical that Kate Bush writes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she's so narrative and so good at storytelling through music and, and just weird. I don't know how else to describe it. It's just weird. <laughs> it's like, I just don't think a lot. I, I think despite the fact that a lot of artists take a lot of influence from her, I don't think anybody else is quite doing the music that she's doing. Do you know what I mean? And also, and then a little like side note is that like she self-produces and self-publishes all of her own. Like she started, so that's like my favorite thing about her is like she was signed to EMI and they kind of fucked her over and she was like, all right, forget that. And then she started her own publishing company. And then she like built a studio in a barn in her backyard. Mm-hmm. And she records all of her own stuff and masters, like produces all of it. And then she started publishing all of her own stuff. Like, so this, this album was like completely, you know. I think the other thing from the documentary that was interesting was, was it Peter Gabriel who had used the synthesizer before her? And that's where she got it, where she was like, oh, this is cool. I want to do this. And that's, and so um, he had, he had, gotten like a lot of breaking glass noise and you definitely hear that in this album um but yeah i just thought that was that was kind of cool too yeah so yeah let's get into themes of this album um uh theme number one it's weird um theme number two like well (laughs) do a shot sometimes every time somebody says weird (laughs) weird Uh, and eclectic (laughs) weird and eclectic oh wait i'm getting uh like someone's in the lobby weird al Uh oh he hope he doesn't make a parody (laughs) um (laughs) (laughs) so isn't uh, ghost busting a parody of uh cloud busting (laughs) that's pretty yes Yeah, that's that's really funny. <laughs> like, you know what? Props to Weird Al. That guy's good. Okay, um, but let's let's go through themes of this album. Like, Stanley, what do you think is a theme of this particular album? That, that is an amazing question, and I don't know. I don't know if I really understood the theme or the album uh, that much. Like, I, I was going to ask Stephanie, like, like, do you know what what was her state of mind, or is this just how she is? Who can tell with Kate Bush? Well, I think the other the thing the thing that I actually just learned about this album, I guess I hadn't thought about it, is that it's actually like two parts. It's two like albums, kind of two yeah. different albums, right? So there's like a concept album, like six tracks in or something. Um, which I think, and I think it's yeah, and it's like to me that's slightly easier to to sort of focus in on that. That one's like very like life, death, rebirth, that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I, I mean, I, I often describe Kate Bush as like 
enchanted forest fever dream so that works because i felt like i felt like every track i was like okay i think yeah. i got to a point where i was really right yeah i was really happy with the track and then it kept on going and going i was just like man am i on this trip like 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 yeah did i just hear this already and then it's playing again yeah, you're like, like like i just didn't it, know what was one. happening in my speakers when i was listening to it other than running up that yeah. hill that i was like That's yes fair. i know it's familiar the drums got that one i don't think i got anything else because so. like the first like you know the first song you're like okay so so uh she she th- what wonders what it's like to be a man and vice versa got it and then the rest of the album's like ah it's like it really like it's like so many ideas as like german passages celtic singing like uh gregorian chants yeah it's like truly for some reason <laughs> <laughs> even the, the gymnastics she does with her voice like when she starts that yeah. song, like it's like it's as if she started halfway through the story. Yes, and then and then and usually you kind of work three weeks. Yeah, earlier. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> record scratch. You're probably wondering how I got this. <laughs> exactly. Like she popped out of my like phone and it was like, Stanley, you're not there yet, but you're gonna get there. And I'm like, okay, cool, right. thanks, Kate. Like, and then yeah, and then three weeks later she sends you the beginning. Part. Yes, <laughs> like, you know what I mean. <laughs> You're like, oh, okay. This doesn't still doesn't make sense. No. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> uh, what about you, Sean? Did you, did you like pick up on themes? Any like things that you picked up on? No, I like the first time I listened to this. I also didn't know about the second half, basically. Um, and then like listening, learning about it, and then listening again, it's like, oh yeah, very clearly, like there's a big jump, um, like stylistically. And uh, no, I mean, yeah, it's kind of the like the first part. I still don't. I'm I'm trying to think about how it relates to like the second half, but I don't know if she's like s- explicitly said if they actually do connect. Um, I don't think they're, I don't sh- think they do. I mean, I don't okay, because they... I feel like I feel like that was a thing back in the day to like because she kind of designed this for like vinyl, you know, so side yeah, A and side B, A side B side, yeah. Mm. Which I feel like I've heard of artists doing like. Yeah, I'm just going to do the first like side A this kind of thing and this kind of thing on side B. So it could just be like they could be unrelated. I don't know. Um but yeah, the second half at least is a little easier to translate, I feel like. Um just I think it's literally a story about a woman like almost dying at sea and kind of going through like you see your life flash before your eyes kind of thing and then comes out on the other side as like a renewed person like renewed love on life uh you know friends family stuff like that it feels like the first half is like hey we need some singles <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. because a little bit yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. what is it five of the six or four of the five of the fir- like four whatever yeah with the exception <laughs> of one all of the first half of the thing was all of her sing- like all the singles came from the first half so yeah i think there are a couple themes that are like in some songs in the first and second half of the album like i think the concept of like kind of just like delighting in life you know so like morning fog that's like at the the last song on the album when she's like oh i'm alive i'm gonna like tell my fam- family that i love them and like appreciate life more mm-hmm. like that to me kind of tied back to big sky which is all just about like having a good time and like looking at the sky you know yeah. I, I like that song a lot um and that, you know, so to me, like just that that joy in life definitely carries through between those two songs. Um, and then also, I mean, there are definitely some like religious references throughout the album, um, the first and second. So obviously, like deal with God. Um, and then uh, in Big Sky, she references Noah. Um, she says, like, oh, uh, yeah. come on, build me an ark. 
Um, and then there's like the Gregorian chanting in Hello Earth, which is like, you know, supposed to be kind of like because she's she's about to die, but it's still it still is like religious. It feels very like church funerally. Um, and then there's also like the the like the Latin part in the witch tra- in the Waking the Witch. And so I feel like there is some like you know religious overtones throughout the album. Speaking of religious overtones, Michael, what's your what are your thoughts? <laughs> yeah, really, no, that's for real. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, religious overtones. I know, <laughs> truly. Uh, I mean, she does also make that deal, you know, the famous deal. Uh, but I do think uh, religion for sure. I think there's a lot of like family thinking about motherhood um, generally throughout the album. There's, you know, Mother Stands for Comfort, which kind of feels like it should belong in the second half of the album compared to, mm. I think, the rest of the beginning oh, of the album. Um, especially because, you know, uh, watching you without me is like about, you know, being dead or the trauma of almost dying and then trying to like communicate that to other people. Um, uh, and the other theme is having two of my favorite songs of all time on it is another theme that this album has. So wait, which one? that hill. Right up that hill. Yeah. And cloud busting. I sure. freaking love cloud busting. There's this bad mashup. There's this guy who used to make bad mashups and post them on like <laughs> SoundCloud or or not even SoundCloud. What's the one? Bandcamp. He would post them on Bandcamp. Nice. And I had one of them. And he mashed up in like 2012 Cloud Busting and California Girls, where it's like, like in a bad way. And it's like Cal- Katy Perry's song over it. Like, and. Cloudbusting is so beautiful, and the lyrics of California Girls are so nothing. <laughs> that so it, insane. Like, that's yeah. what he he clearly got a kick out of, was like, listen how pretty this is with this stupid mashup. And like <laughs> that was kind of my entryway into like, okay, I understand what you're doing here. I need to hear the original song. And that's kind of what brought me to Cloudbusting. So, nice. so Michael, when did you stop doing uh, mashups? <laughs> yeah, I made that. <laughs> There's this cool guy. <laughs> Surprise! This He's awesome guy it. with great taste in music who have to do horrible <laughs> mashups. You can find them on SoundCloud right now, actually. It, it, yeah, yeah. On on uh, what was it? Bandcamp.com slash Limitado. Is that where it was? <laughs> <laughs> slash religious overtones. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The religious overtones by acapella group. It's just like I was going to say, like a Glee. What, what's it called? Like a Glee character, like played by Cord Overstreet or whatever his name is. <laughs> like, uh yeah I, I i i will say like the the first time i listened to it i was like oh man this might be the best produced album of all <laughs> yeah. but but i think the second half i think the first half is like the best produced uh, like album of all time like the first five songs six seven songs best produced songs of all time and then like the the last couple the last five s- songs are like the really well sound designed they're not really they're not they don't really resemble it's kind of like more like a score for a movie or like a visual like a (laughs) adventures in Ozzy or whatever like an audio um thing but yeah it's like i I, anyways i'll talk about that later um some of the themes i wrote down is just like uh it's an antithesis to a lot of rock music um because it's so um coded feminine uh, where a lot of like rock music is about the self, like auto fiction, and like it's like either like 
first perspective, this is our experience as a rock star, as a masculine rock star guy, or they write a story that it's it's clearly them. Mm-hmm. It's clearly supposed to be them. Like, my name's Rick Raga, and I played a band called the Bowling Bones, or something like that. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, there's like, oh, I wonder who that's about, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. But it's like very, uh, <laughs> like, it's very coded feminine. It's like about the female gaze, uh, women with autonomy, like, and the, the, the mores of like, kind of kind of more feminine values like but also um stories of people outside of her own experience like she clearly did not like go through the journey of the character in like um in the second half of the album so it was like she's kind of more like a novelist or a or a poet one of the people in the documentary compared her to keats like john keats where it's not he he was a guy like she said in an interview like someone asked her why don't you write about her yourself more and she says well because my life isn't that interesting honestly <laughs> like so it's like kind of like more of the imagination it's more about um and, and and using your immense empathy to um to like to like create these stories and it's like that empathy and that femininity as a force of nature as just this like just this incredible unmovable object that's like awe-inspiring and um something you find solace in there's like a lot of radical radical empathy but it's also about like nature itself it's like um awe being awe-inspired by nature and being like submitting to like the how like nature can like like erase you in a second if it wanted to um but also um the power of like (laughs) But also like the power of the imagination where it's like, um, like we were talking about, like she is imagining these stories of people who are not her, but also the second half of the album is about this, this woman's imagination, like as she's dying, like this is what her brain is doing as she is like drowning and being saved. Like she's, you know, when when you describe it that way, like, like sonically now, it makes me think of my niece because my niece, like, she she will just create different scenarios that have nothing to do with anything, but has mm. everything to do with mm-hmm. everything. Well, she's everything everywhere yeah. at once. Like we're all at once. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what Kate Bush sounds like on this. Well, at least to me on this album, it's just like I'm like I'm like how did you end up in this space? And it's like because I fucking wanted to, and there was there's no sure. sonically no rhyme or reason to her no. Um, preemptive structure that deals with what pop music is supposed to deal with because it feels like an 80s record until it doesn't and when it doesn't it really doesn't yeah i think michael's comparison to bjork is really really astute because it is like there's a childlikeness in the way the songs are put together that it just does feel like everything's sort of thrown at the wall but then like you have to i i feel like you have to dig deep like i didn't i you know i love this album and i will just listen to it but like i haven't really deep dived on it until we you know i finally like did a deep dive on it and like really parsed through the lyrics and like i just haven't like i think you have to i've for every single song i had to like read the lyrics to really understand what was going on there's like so many yeah that's yeah yeah that's such a great connection i think that's exactly right cosine <laughs> That and like the fact that it yeah. works as yeah. pop, also. 
somehow people love this. Like mm-hmm. some people were like, boo, weird, yeah. don't like it. Like people love this. Yeah. Ra- people love this record. Like the weird audiophiles love this record, but also just the general public, people who like to clean their house and put on a vinyl or something, love this album. It's really, it's really impressive. Um, any other themes? Any other things we haven't talked about yet? <laughs> I, I was looking right straight at Sean when I said weird audio files <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, any other themes? Any other things we haven't talked about thematically? All right, we did it, Kings. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. <laughs> Click. So yeah, we got. Let's start with highlights. I feel like because there's six of us, we can probably get through most of the songs like okay. one by one. Um, but let's start with Stephanie. What is a highlight uh, song? Title song, Hounds of Love is my favorite. Like, I think the whole yeah. album is pretty good, but Hounds of Love is my favorite. I just love it. It's like, it's, it's like, for me, it's like, like Dog Days Are Over is like one of my all time favorite songs. And it's because every time I listen to it, I get something new out of it. And this song is that way mm. too. Every time I listen to it, I find mm-hmm. another layer that I didn't hear before. And it's, oh, never gets old for me. Oh, and the sound of it, like those those drum sounds are the drums that so cello, like incredible. The, the cello that she kicks in in the chorus. Yeah, and actually to to actually bring home Andrew's terrible woof woof joke, um, like but even <laughs> even the way that she like the the vocal quality that she doesn't like where she she um when she says the hounds of love are calling and then she like echoes herself with like that sort of ar, ar, or yeah, that little that sound is like it's so yeah. just so weird and so smart and like yeah hounds of love is is my favorite song on the album like speaking of like the drums it feels very hip-hoppy where even the intro like sample of that movie where it's like uh, in uh-huh. the trees yeah oh, they're coming for me like yeah. it feels yeah. like a hip-hop and then it transitions into yeah. like the beats and like the the drums are so yeah. <laughs> like they like just punch you in the ear and stuff it's yeah it's like yeah, it's, it's like incredible. it's a very quick it's like you're in a roller coaster and she starts, it is to Semley's point, like she, it's like she starts in the middle, mm-hmm. right? Like it just, it's like you're just starting immediately on the decide. I just think starting a pop song with that really like driving vocal of like, yeah, it's so wild, but it's, and it, you're just off. You're like ready to go. It's kind of weird to me that it's not the title song because it's such a good, or like that it's not the, the first song on the, on the track the, list. The yeah, because yeah, it's right such a good hill, like way If to I were to like, you know, a 2023 music producer, I'd be like, put that one track three, track four. Like, <laughs> that's <laughs> that, the that's money the, maker, yeah. you know? That's the money maker. <laughs> put that track four. Um, <laughs> that's you as a music yeah. producer. Uh, that, that's <laughs> me as a, what's his name? Uh, Stanley Tucci in the Whitney Houston biopic for some reason as Whitney Houston's <laughs> music producer. So, so, yeah, like, um, the thing I would love about this song is. Uh, first of all, that her vocals are like this force mm-hmm. of nature. It, it feels like waves crashing against a mountain or like a gush of wind blowing through like a field of wheat. It's like unpredict- unpredictable, but recognizable. You, It's like you don't technically know where it's going, but it still sounds like a song. It's still like isn't so avant-garde that you can't even process it. Yeah, it's not like an art song or something. Yeah, yeah and the the production is just has this great understanding of space there's a lot going on a lot of layers like you were saying but it never feels like too much um it's i love it as like um this idea of like the songs about like love as a force of nature like the fear of taking care of someone else the ramifications of having someone fragile someone's fragile life in your hands to take care of like and she's scared of it and she's trying to run away and it's like the hounds of love are chasing her 
Um, yeah, the, the really violent funny. imagery of like love versus a pack of hounds is such an interesting juxtaposition too. Yeah, a lot of horror. Mm-hmm. A lot of horror. <laughs> yeah, man. Like a lot of horror elements. Yeah, this yeah. album. It's like yeah. really yeah. scary. It's like kind of it. It's there. The the yeah. It's like I I love that as a motif in this album. Just like um, just uh, something like chasing you but it's like kind of more psychological it's like david lynch and stuff like that and how well, i mean it's like very how, honest that, right because like love life and death are all very scary concepts yeah <laughs> so to explore the way she does like it that horror element is really apropos if you will it fits yeah and like the 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 opening lines of the song that is is, is a snippet from a horror movie um and then for her to take off with that like to, for her to take off with a, that uh, like major key melody, you know, it's yeah, it's so it's so odd, but yeah, it's and and to have something so scary be so up tempo and poppy and fun, it's a it's a garnish in yeah. the soup, um, where like there's some songs where it's just like really just scary for scary, it's like just yeah. frightening, like the 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 song with like the mm-hmm. waking the witch, yeah. waking yeah. the witch song oh is like really just frightening. It's like really. <laughs> Um, but like, yeah, let's Sean, what's a highlight song for you? Uh, waking the witch for sure. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Just cause it's so like, I love the like shift of it in the middle too. Um, yeah, I love the just Gothic imagery of it. It's just a weird sounding track. Um, I wouldn't know how to like classify it even. Um, yeah, it's just like, I, I feel like, I mean, I've only heard this and like a little bit of her previous album but i'm like this is like kate bush at her weirdest you know i was on a plane the other day and i was listening to this i was flying back from rhode island and i was they like fell asleep and you know how when you you know how you sleep on a plane where like you don't go all the way down so you're just like always surface level awake so i could hear what was going on when i was like kind of passed out and then like i woke up as this track was starting so i just woke up to somebody in my earpod like my airpod just whispering wake up and i was like oh (laughs) god jesus christ fuck 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 what's going on please give me what's happening it is not okay it was so weird it is like it is like she's doing like asmr at the beginning yeah (laughs) the samples are like asmr the only thing i listen to when i'm on a plane is adele's 19 to the point that because i think it's such a beautiful i really like that album but it, it's just like such a nice listen you know yeah and uh but it's to the point now where i can like if i want to fall asleep i'll be like go on and take it take it like i'm just listening to like <laughs> yeah. 21 and 19 like and i'm like like barely able to keep my eyes open like if i went to vegas and saw adele i might fall asleep <laughs> you know? okay um harper what's the highlight for you um no yeah i was gonna say big the big sky that one's that one was probably my favorite um i just feel like it's about you know being kind of like a being free and also like being just a fun person and um but then also like people not really getting what you're about because you're like free and fun and you like what you like like looking at the clouds and running on hills and things um and so yeah and i really like the like the feeling of this song like it feels like you know the hills are alive with the sound of music like it just <laughs> it feels like she is spinning in circles on a hill like that's the sound, yeah. the feel of the song um and i also really love the outro that has like that whole female chorus and mm-hmm. she's like tell me sisters and so then they all go in and do the it's like you know female voices at the end i really like that because it's like it's not just like i am a weird person it's like i there are other people that are like me even if you don't get it you know mm. there are other people that just want to like you know be 
Yeah. So I didn't think about it like that. This I think the Big Sky is my favorite song. Like that's a one I'll just like put on a playlist. Um, I love it in terms of while the second half of the album is about like the 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 dread and horror of nature enveloping you, and if you're all alone in the ocean and no one's gonna save you, then it's like the most scary thing in the world. Um, but this song is like having a respect for nature the idea of laying on a field and looking at the sky and then looking at the clouds do their thing and like assigning meaning to those, like looking at a cloud and going, that one looks like Ireland um, where the cloud did not intend to do that. Like the cloud did not choose that. It just like, we, we did that to the, like we assigned meaning to that. And it's like, it's really cool. The idea of, man and nature are not like breaking each other's boundaries or like, you know, encroaching. It's just like an appreciate, like a mutual um, thing. And you re- realize how enormous the world is and how small you are and how little you matter. There's a jet passing by, but otherwise you're at peace. And it's just like, I'm going to, I'm going to toss in a highlight real quick too. I talked about it briefly before, but cloud busting um, of course, I know we talked about the mashup of this song with, uh, you know, <laughs> you mean uh, your no, mashup? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, the one <laughs> I'm serious with uh, California girls, but that association is kind of funny to me because, like, Katy Perry's kind of big smash hit was like Hot and Cold, and Cloud Busting is kind of like the OG Hot and Cold. You know what I mean? Like, uh, this man is this enigma. He's like, or this this lover, this person she keeps in her life is uh. Like her yo-yo, glow in the dark yo-yo. Like it's such a contrast. It comes in, comes out. She doesn't want it to be with her. She wants it to go away. Uh, you know, and, and every time it rains, you're it's like the sun's coming out. Like she has no idea what she's feeling. She's kind of hot and cold on whatever's going on here. And uh, I think that's even like I love how that's realized through the like steady like bum ba da 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 like the strings are really beautiful but they don't really resolve which is really fun for the purposes of the song i don't know love it it all love like it. the so- sonic nature of the song and the lyricism like it all ties together and i understand it which is like the on- first and only time i ever will, <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> it's such a beautiful optimistic message like I just know something good's going to happen. I don't know when, but I'm saying it. But just saying it could make it happen is, you know, the power of manifestation, the power of just, like, um, being at peace um, with nature and the world and stuff. So, yeah. No, and my, mine's going to be a really uh, non-obvious one. Um, running up that hill. I I think uh, <laughs> I think it was great. I think, sonically, I really love the drums on it. Uh, it gets me like in a really happy 80s space. And, and this what I was kind of looking for in, in this album was an 80s vibe. And right away, it gets me into that vibe. I like I actually like that it opens the album. It's a safe opening, as unsafe as the her vocals are in beginning at the kind of middle part of whatever story she's telling. The fact that it's that track that starts the album allows a non-listener to a non-Kate Bush listener to kind of go into it and say, all right, you know what? This is going to be fun. It's not going to be weird. It's all good. And then and then it gets super, super weird. But I also like the idea of making a deal with God. Like when you think about artists making deals with the devil, it's usually selling their, their art and their soul and their person, their humanity for financial gains. But 
it, for her, it's kind of like she's saying, like, what if you make a deal with God and instead of selling your art, you actually save and, and, and consume your art and yourself and you sacrifice whatever uh, commercialization that happens with pop music. So she's kind of taking a stand and saying, like, no, fuck what you're supposed to do in music. Let's just do whatever we want to do and see what happens. And then she does it for the whole album, you know, so. She does it right in that first verse too. Like, right. It's like, if like, even from the beginning, it's like, she starts singing in the middle of a musical phrase. So basically she starts on a pickup, like, right. The drums, it doesn't hurt. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we resolve the, the tempo and then, and then she repeats in the third line, repeats what she says in the second line and then fucks the tempo. Like it's, ah, oh, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's so odd, yeah, but it's so interesting. <laughs> it's crazy what like some people can do getting to the top of the hill. Like she can make that deal with God and then some other people just fall down, break their crown or bump their heads. It's nuts. That's right. Some people can't even get up to the top of a hill. The other day I was going to climb up. I was going to climb up a molehill, but turns out it was a mountain. It was a mountain. <laughs> I, don't. I, I hate when that happens. I, this song's so good. Um, first of all, like the. Such a cool sound. Yeah. yeah it, it's yeah. Like, um, like if you do it, it's just going to be like, that yeah. sounds like running up a hill. Like, like, uh, it's interesting. Like a little trivia of that is like blue from blues clues no, no. did the backing vocals on that song. <laughs> that's, no, no, no. That sounds of love. Andrew, it's the wrong song. <laughs> that, oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. That's the wrong song. <laughs> he did. How's it love? When do we get to tear Andrew asunder? Is that? I love the Stanley's read of like, her talking about making a deal with God in terms of like being an artist, being a true, genuine, real artist. Um, but the read I took from it was like, and, and like, you know, is supported by like her interviews and stuff is she made a deal with God to trade places with her partner. She made a deal with God to like under, so that they could understand each other better. And pl- again, with the horror element of this saw th- this album, it's, the psychological horror of trading places and the psychological horror of being known. Like if, but it's, it's like, it's one thing to like be in a relationship. It's another to inhabit someone else's body and and perhaps to have someone else inhabit your body and know your bad habits, know your uh, kinks, know your, what you do in the morning, how you feel in your body every single day and if like if like the technology existed so that you can do that i don't know if people would do it i don't know if people would like if i could trade places with stephanie like i don't want you to see my shit i don't want you to see my life i don't want you to feel how i feel it's 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 like embarrassing and it sucks um but i think what she's saying is like the trade-off is we get to know each other better and it, on one hand, it could lead to like world peace. It could lead to if if everyone is like inhabits everybody and knows exactly because like we're all just kind of guessing with empathy. We're all just kind of guessing what it's like to be someone else. Like I can like you can tell me what it's like to be you and I could listen and like kind of like relate to my own experience. But I never will know what it's like to be Stanley. I'll never know what it's like to be Sean or Harper but yeah, it's like it could either lead to like world peace or it could lead to us like destroying each other. It could lead to us, um, you know, we, would we use that information like now that I know 
you so intimately, would I use it to destroy you? Or would I use it to like, would you destroy me? So thereby we just like kind of accept distance. We kind of accept that, hey, I'm not going to like, I'm okay not knowing you fully. I'm okay. Um, But the trade-off is we won't be that close either at the same time you know what's cool we're, we're describing in the purest form the from a religious perspective like the deal with god is just that like it's saying like hey if you trust in me i'm going to provide you with unlimited access to a shared experience that will uplift all right like and so again like like her wordplay is is somehow speaking to this this deal that isn't ever fulfilled because we are at the end of the day humans. And so we have this kind of side of us that will take it to the wrong kind of uh, for the wrong purpose. Right. Cause you're right. Like if you didn't know someone fully intimately, you could use it for good or for bad. And it's a coin flip how we would all do it. Uh, any other, like any other highlights that we haven't touched on that y'all would literally like all these songs, <laughs> the whole album Honestly, is all, it's jig, all of life, jig of life is a highlight, even though it's randomly oh. an Irish jig for no reason. Doesn't <laughs> sound hard. like the rest of the album. It's like silly that it's in this album. Love it. Yeah. Every time I've listened to it, I'm like, here goes jig of life. It's also, and the lyrics are fucking great, dude. It's totally crazy that she said an Irish jig to this song about going back and talking to her younger self out of, out of, out of doing, like out of killing herself. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, that's like, it's crazy that the lyrics are that deep. And then she's like, Irish jig time. And it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> what the fuck, Kate? What are you doing to me? <laughs> There's an element of like, it reminds me of the end of Titanic where it's like, yeah. um, the end of Titanic where you see all like the, like, they're all fine and stuff like you, like, dude, like the, the Celine Dion song playing mm-hmm. in the back and stuff. Um, it's, it's, it's like her being lifted out of the water by the helicopter and she's not quite conscious yet conscious yet but she's kind of like recognizing that she's her brain is subconsciously recognizing that she's safe a little bit or like being there's a light at the end of like this tunnel of like being um yeah yeah so oh my uh, left my other one is watching you without me we don't have to go deep on that one but i just like i like that it i like the theme of it like i like that it's like you get to you know I like where it lands on the story and the story that it tells, but I also just musically, I really like it because it doesn't go anywhere. Like it just doesn't really resolve. And it's just, she kind of barely sings in it and it's just a lot of percussion and then it kind of doesn't start or end. Yeah. I actually, I a little bit find it a little bit tropey because it has the like backwards vocals in it that I kind of, uh, I don't know. It's like nothing else was really done to it besides the back backwards vocals. It feels like it's trying to like evoke the like, you know, satanic panic or whatever, the backward, backwards vocals or whatever. It's just not not that interesting to me. So. Well, I didn't ask you if you liked it. I said it was a highlight. <laughs> <laughs> this, is a hi- this is a highlight. Well, time. I, um, why can't I? I, I like okay. it. <laughs> Thank I you, Harper. <laughs> Thank you, Harper. Send me and I in solidarity once again. <laughs> uh, let's go through like um, some... Low lights. I think we go watching you without me. The Uh, watching you without me. The backwards vocals. The backwards vocals. Watching (laughs) you without me. Specifically, the backwards vocals. Uh, Harper, what's a low light song? I really don't have any. I just think the whole thing is. This is just a really amazing album, start to finish. No low lights for me. Ditto. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hello Earth. I was like, it's a little long, but it's still like it changes enough throughout it that I'm that I'm still interested. But uh, no, it's like every song is 
incredible to listen to. Like if even if it's not the most like like the second half is like slower, obviously, you know, but like it's all still so interesting to listen to. Um, there's not a bad song on here, I would say. So uh I would agree with that. Although I will say like in when I when I didn't know that there was like a split between the two mm-hmm. albums after Waking the Witch, I just thought it was a t- totally different EP. Like I totally, I, mm. I it felt like a totally different project than what was established up to that point. Um, I, I like it's like that. Like after Waking the Witch, it feels like an entire like a, a different EP. Like Sauron's morning mix is like what I wrote, <laughs> where it's just like Sauron's it's just like Lord of the Ringsy and like. Um, this is like what gets him pumped to like his <laughs> bloodshot eye oh and God. stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just Sorry like I found that after waking the witch more interesting than I like it. Mm-hmm. Like, I like to listen to this uh, for fun. Um, where cloud busting or running at the hill or or blue the big sky, I'm like fuck yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna listen to that all the time. This is incredible, and then. Like there's a middle section where I'm like, this is dope, but a little like more mellow and uh, like in dream of sleep under ice is like a little more mellow and like kind of like more. It's like jaws. I'm on board. Yeah. And then the rest, I'm just like, what? It's, it's too much information happening at once. It, It feels like, it feels like watching tar where it's like, I know this is good, but it's like, there's too much going on there's too much like it's like it's not like keeping my attention i kind of like it kind of loses me halfway through and uh when i think about i'm like tar's great tar's an awesome movie but like i wouldn't like it doesn't feel like something i would like it's something that's ponder more than to like listen oh man i can't wait to listen to side b of this album and stuff yeah my my only low light is uh uh hello earth uh, only because I felt like it was two minutes too long. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I've said hello. Earth is here. Like, let's move <laughs> on. So, but but other than that, it was it's a it's a really again a weird album. It's a weird album, and it's awesome to have weird albums to listen to, because a lot of music is just kind of so rehearsed and programmed. And she is like unplugged from the matrix. Like, like not <laughs> not fucking with anything that needs to be like. <laughs> dealt with she's just in her own own world but but yeah hell earth is too is too long weird album is also what weird al does when he takes a cigarette from you when you're outside at a bar <laughs> oh, that's a, see that's a good one andrew that's a good one <laughs> whoa wait, i have to learn yes <laughs> I, i'm the one who needs to like, yes take notes here yes. <laughs> like, okay. michael that's so fucking funny <laughs> <laughs> any any other like any stray observations? Anything we haven't talked about? Yeah, uh, I, I just want to echo uh, Stanley's. Uh, Thank you. Low light. I kind of I tend to agree there as well. A little too long. Little too long is always my critique. If a song is little too long, you're gonna get hit with that little too long stamp of disapproval. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like if it's like a little too long, it's like it really just it yes, weighs on. Yes, the it's hard song to even revisit like, the song sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a stray observation is, uh, you know, there was like, it's really interesting. There is a um, cut verse out of Running Up That Hill 
I found really cool <laughs> no. where uh, they were like, <laughs> why is Terry? Oh, yeah. Everyone was like, is he doing a bit or is this real? <laughs> no, it's real. What are you talking about? I like you, you see all these this research I did on like John Keaton whoever like <laughs> just you had know. to watch all all the little boxes just everybody just went everybody's face changed at the same time. Well, Sean's was the best. Sean was just like, can no, I, this is not happening. Can I say my piece? Yes, Andrew, what is it? <laughs> this better right, be real. Right. So yeah, there's a cut. Yeah, <laughs> it is real. Um, there's a cut. There's no way this is real. This is a setup. <laughs> if you mention eleven, <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah, for real, me too. Uh, don't worry, it's not it's not eleven, it's real. What? Um Eleven's <laughs> real. Thank you, Harper. <laughs> <laughs> there was a cut just, just do it. No one look at him. No one look at him. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. This is a real quote. Like Kate Bush. There's a cut verse in running up that hill where it was like Here's the mail, it never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, Jesus I want to wail. Mail. And like blue was there too. So, yeah. So that's real. So, yeah, that's great. Uh, yeah, okay. So we did that very real quote. Uh, there was a cut verse. Um, it was really sad. I thought it would really add it to the, um, to the project. It, it was, But it's like cool to see the behind the scenes of... Um, a verse that's cut, just like the creative process and stuff. I'm crying. I'm really sad. So, okay, like let's get through final thoughts and ratings. The way this works is we'll rate this album out of 10. We'll find metric at the end. Uh, who would like to start? I want to go. Um, okay. I really like this album. I think it's really, really fantastic. I like that it is pop and uh, it's like a good gateway to a lot of different types of music and was that for me which i'm very thankful for um it's the only reason i will even listen to uh some some alternative music so uh very very thankful for that um i'm gonna give this album uh nine and a half yo-yos i tried to hit for, hide from the government oh god daddy out of ten <laughs> uh yeah sean we turn to you now uh this was like yeah this was like the second time i've listened to this album and i think it's pretty spectacular like it just sounds immaculate i'm still trying to like kind of figure out how the second half ties into the first half if if they're still supposed to i think you need to abandon that sean i'm really pulling i think you'll be happier if you look at them as two pieces no this is gonna be my life's work instead of looking at the second half as seven songs you look at it as one song with seven movements you'll be a lot happier (laughs) Well, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I think overall, like, I think it's a perfect album, even if I don't understand that <laughs> that part. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it just sounds awesome. Like the the first five songs minus Mother Stands for Comfort are just so like free and empowering. I guess it just just the yeah the feel of them is like unlike anything else I've ever listened to. And yeah, just the sound design on the second half is like, I think incredible. Um, yeah, no, I, I love it. So I'll give it 10 mothers standing for comfort out of 10. Yeah. I had never listened to this album before. Uh, and I've now listened to it like basically on <laughs> repeat do. for the last three days. So, uh, 
Yeah. So I really, I really enjoyed it. I, uh, it's weird, but I like it. Um, so I'm going to give it nine and a half out of 10, uh, dreams of sheep. Yeah. I think, I think what, what's awesome about art is we don't have to understand it to appreciate it. And I, I admit, like, I don't really understand this album yet, but I really appreciate what she's doing with it. I appreciate sonically where she goes with it. I, I think that there are some real, like, classic bangers not classic in the in a classic um genre but but songs are going to last uh, the test of time and that anyone should listen to it no matter what you like who you are or where you're at in your life um and and i love stranger things so i'm going to give it nine netflix series should use this album in their soundtrack <laughs> out of ten. i i I love this record. Um, I do. I actually do think the two sides are related thematically more so than narrative, like, or just like, it feels like a dream sequence within a dream sequence. Um, we inception and stuff, but like, it, it feels very like dreams. It feels like, um, the story of the second half of the album is supposed to like illuminate the themes of the first half of the album in a really interesting way and showing the contrast of like respecting and loving and like uh, loving nature. And then also like the, the enormity and uh, destruction of nature and how it could like envelop you in a second. Um, So I think that's really cool. I love the empathy shown on this album. Uh, There's some truly original. It's so original in terms of production. It's so original in terms of the vocal, uh, uh, runs and how she sings is so original and unique. I, uh, I really, I really love the first seven songs so much that like that when it gets to the last third where I'm like less invested in it, I still appreciate it a lot. Um, but I will say I probably will listen to like the first seven songs seven and like maybe put the last song on at the end or like the last two songs at the end. Um, just, just as an experience. Um, but yeah, I, I also pretend I won't pretend that I understand it completely either. It's like kind of like a book of poetry. Like it takes more time and like to say, I get it after listening to it for three days is like irresponsible of me too. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give it, um, nine choo-choo trains that slow down at the end of cloud busting out of 10. So <laughs> yeah, by the way, this is that, this is that the cloud busting is a choo-choo song. Yeah, like, it, uh, it, that is a choo-choo <laughs> song. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love a choo-choo song. Stephanie, what, yeah. what is your rating? Did you get I a mean, rating yet? No, I mean, no surprises here. It's a 10 out of 10, um, 10. Let's call uh, Let's, I'm just going to make it easy. It's 10 hounds of love out of 10, man. It's, it's just, Oh, I, oh. <laughs> Or, or or as Kate Bush would say, ow, ow, ow. <laughs> um, it's just I I truly do love that part when I when I listen to that song I sing the like I I like bark along with her I think it's so great um, I love it like I love a powerful female vocalist I love. I love when a vocalist uses their voice as one of the instruments they're playing with, right. When they can, and she does Um, like, I, I just, I love how, I love how different it is. Um, I love how sort of timeless it feels like, obviously, you know, we enchanted a bunch of Gen Zers with it last year. Like, it's like, I love how, I love how timeless it feels. I have a suspicion that if I revisit this album, 
in 10 years, it'll feel very different to me than it does now at 30. Like, and she's 27 when she fucking released this album. How dare she? The audacity. Mm. Um, but yeah, I fucking love this album. I think it's great. I was very delighted to listen to it almost nonstop for the last, for over the weekend and will continue to do so. <laughs> <laughs> I think Gen Z ears should not allowed, should not be allowed to listen to the song. Unfortunately, I'm getting, I just off, wish that so. they wouldn't make Blocked. everything a fucking personality. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have to fucking, we could just like Kate Bush and not be assholes about it. Not like me, who's made religious trauma, being gay and playing video games, my whole personality. Hey, three great traits. All right. So <laughs> A plus, A plus traits. I think they're great. Um, so yeah, uh, that, that was great. That was great. I'm going to be mean to him again before we wrap up this recording. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, this is great. Uh, <laughs> six people on a. I think, I think like, um, I think you're only allowed to listen to music from when you are 22 to 24. <laughs> yeah, you're, not, you're not allowed to listen, listen to any music outside of that box. Yeah, any um, band you like, so, that's yeah. where they had to have been from. You can only like start like. I agree with that take, hundred percent. Yeah, and I personally will gatekeep. <laughs> I, I personally will like knock the headphones out of your ear um, anytime you listen to music outside of that time zone. So it's starting, starting, starting to, starting, starting now. By the way, so. Uh, yeah, sorry. The Kate Bush album. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Sean, <laughs> this is so good to see you, buddy. <laughs> Welcome back, uh, bud. You miss us? Dude. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, this is great. Um, thank you so much, uh, Sh- Sh- Stephanie, for sharing this. Also, like, this is just a great excuse to listen to this and hang out. So, anything uh, y'all would like to plug? Sure, I, I can go first. Um, Naps. <laughs> so I have this, uh, I'm Stapas down on Instagram. I have this new account where I'm doing these. It's really new. I just started this tonight, actually. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, where I'm doing. Wow. Literally on this podcast. Yeah, I'm doing these. Um, <laughs> it's it's so weird. I'm doing these mashups of 80s. <laughs> what? What? Oh. What? <laughs> yeah, of, of, of 80s, 80s tracks and 2000 pop music. It's called. It's called Pop My 80s. So um, yeah, check it out. <laughs> check it out on TikTok. It's, it's, it's a cool thing. <laughs> that is really cool. Wow. Can't wait. Uh, he got me. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was beautifully so executed. Holy shit. That was beautiful. Uh, and Sean, like, what, what would you like to plug? Uh, I'm on Instagram at Diabetic Twink. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's good. You can, yeah. All my stuff's on there. Just uh, look at my account or something. Yeah, look at yeah. him. He's he's a hot. He's a cool dude. Um, Are you gonna say I was a hot? <laughs> he, he started saying he's a hot. He started saying he's a hot dude, and then he then he walked it back. Sean, how dare <laughs> that's your friend, Sean? No, I was like, because <laughs> that's your friend. No, because if I said your like be hot. hot and cool, like it's like it was too reminiscent oh, of the okay. song. So I was like, no, I'm not saying that your friends can't be hot. I'm saying that Andrew started to say it, and then he went the other direction. I'm saying he walked out of it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. We, you, some would say that I'm hot and I'm cold. I'm yes. Yeah, you're I'm in there. You're out. You know. Hey, don't come. There's only one, don't come. There's only one mashup person here, okay? And that's right <laughs> here. <laughs> Stop that. Coming for my crown. <laughs> uh, I, by the way, I'm gonna mash up like my mashup thing is I'm gonna mash up like uh, Katy Perry songs and Jordan Peterson podcasts. I've got to put those <laughs> <Okay>. together. <laughs> like, so that's pretty interesting. Oh. Uh, Harper, what do you like to plug? <laughs> 
Oh, just follow me on Letterboxd, please. <laughs> I'm Matt Harping about there. I watched so many movies. I've watched a movie oh, this year. So just follow me there. That's too many. Yeah. I yeah, I'm up to seventy eight movies in That's the year cool. of twenty twenty three. And a lot cool. of them that have is. been uh music documentaries, some of which I've watched for this nice. podcast. So yeah. Shaz- Shazam two? Shazam two, huh? Huh? I have I have not caught Shazam mm. two yet. Okay. No, I did see eighty for Brady though. Did I tell you guys the amazing Shazam story I have? <laughs> we Hayden and I watched episode three of The Last of Us. You know the gay, sad gay episode. Did I tell this already? The yeah, sad yeah. gay episode. Yeah. Okay. No. And I was like crying and crying yeah. and crying and crying. And Hayden was. I was like, yeah. I couldn't even talk to Hayden because I was crying so hard. Like oh. I was just like so crying. Like I could. I was like. And blubbering, and then I was like, "I'm sorry, I don't know why this is hitting me so hard." And Hank goes, "I haven't seen you cry this much <laughs> since we saw Shazam." Shazam, that's for real. The last that's one. range. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's range. That's range. Wow. <laughs> the two things. Yeah. Yeah. That's range. The human I've experience encapsulated. <laughs> I, the the other thing, like an uh, unrelated story, to, uh, a related story to like Michael's thing is like I haven't seen Last of Us, I haven't seen it yet, um, but I know that I know the general like th- that I know there's a sad gay episode and stuff like that, and the way <laughs> At least I, I was like av- I, I was avoiding spoilers, I was like not really look, paying attention to it and stuff like that, and then I got <laughs> the episode spoiled by the Ben Shapiro tweet. That <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> that's <laughs> real. Unforge. Um, so, yeah, you follow me at Andrew Ambrosley on Instagram, uh, IBMTLTT on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, I, oh, God damn it. I keep messing it up. Like, IBMTLTT on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And, uh, yeah, uh, Stephanie, what song would you like to play us out with? Uh, ooh. Oh, man. Oh, shit. I didn't think about it. Um, Let's just play Hands of Love, dude. I'm not I'm not going to work that hard. Let's yeah. just play Hands of Love. It's the best one. <laughs> All right. That's my motto for every episode I record. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. Have a good day. <laughs> Woo!